just describe what an ideal America would look like. I do have a idea for what we can do, but it is radical. If the United States had a mandatory farming time. Say farming? Farming time. So you're 18, you just got out of high school. For two years, you get shipped to another state. You live on a farm. You do back like actual labor work. This does, listen, this is incredible. You're not only getting to meet people from the state you're in, but people from all over. Then obesity rates would be down because you've now taken the entire American population and made them work for two years. Also, all farms everywhere need more people. There's no farm that's going to turn away free people. And they understand where their food is coming from. You know, everyone has a more appreciation for their food because we're also one of the, we have some of the most food waste in the world. It removes my favorite thing about America, which is freedom. Even if it's for like two years, if it's, because like after high school in America, you don't have to go to college, you know, you could just, you could be a bum if you want. That's my favorite thing about America is you have freedom. That's what, that's what makes America so great. That's also what makes us so fat. I don't think discipline should come from the government until it, until a person becomes a burden on society. Ideally it's two parents, uh, both present, um, raising their children uh, responsibly and sort of instilling discipline and ethics and, sort of teaching them how to be an upstanding member of society, and most importantly, respect to themselves and to others. I'm a criminal justice major. I learn every day, I learn something that pisses me off about our, our prison system in America. I think if you take away mandatory minimums for nonviolent offenses, immediately, that act alone, and release anybody who's serving a mandatory minimum for a nonviolent offense, there's not a single aspect of society that isn't bettered by people that are being imprisoned for no fucking reason. Welcome to America, sweethearts. All right, what's going on, world? Welcome back to another episode of America, sweethearts podcast. Today we got uh, my good friends from South Carolina, Daniel Zabarenko and Ben McMullen. Um, we're here to talk about America, what sort of an ideal America would look like, uh, how we might get to there, and uh, whatever else comes up. So we hope you guys enjoy, and thanks for listening. So first of all, Ben and Dan, thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing to come on. Yeah, of course. I know that podcasts can seem intimidating if you don't like public speaking, but I know you guys are more than prepared for this. So <clears throat> if you want to just start us off, what do you guys think? Uh, just describe what an ideal America would look like, either one of you. Well, I guess the first question is how do we – what, what are we looking for in an ideal America? Because there's a lot of things that America now does, right? There's a lot of things that America now probably doesn't do as well. So if there's metrics to go by, what are we looking for? Like, what does an ideal America mean that everyone is on the same level? Does that mean that everyone is happy? Is that an ideal America? What do you mean by level? Sorry. I, no, uh, well, I guess what, Ben can answer that, but. Yeah, um, I agree with what he's saying. Um, it's hard because everybody disagrees on even the standard to measure a good America by. So you can argue all you want, like what you think your best America is, and it'll be your best America. But, you know, 60 to 70% of the country you live in is going to be like, yo, that America, like, fuck. Oh, sorry, I don't fucking curse. That America sucks. You're, you're good to go. Just let him fly. That America sucks. And, like, you know, I don't agree with that. So my personal. America would have to be based on like the struggles of what we've seen in the in our lifetime like we're not any none of us are older than 20 I don't think so 
that'd be the easiest thing to do is to see what we criticize in America for the past 20 ish years when we've been here and try to fix that. And you reconcile that with some of the good things we have for me. I think America is too, I think there's too much nationalism in America right now. That would be the first, if you're just talking about non-policy issues, like if you're talking about a issue with the attitude of America, the societal like attitude of America, nationalism in very, very, very small doses is a good thing. Um, I think a lot of people confuse it with patriotism. I, I would argue with the people who are really, really pro nationalist in this current era only because I don't really see why. Um, there's a lot of people who consider like the biggest threat to America right now is like our national identity is under attack by whether it be like immigrants or other religions or politicians they don't agree with. Everybody thinks everybody's each side is trying to corrupt America. But I, I don't think people need to be as scared of like the number one country in the world being like brought to its knees by like outside influences. I think America got to where it was by outside influences and the same people who are super, super nationalist pro-america rather than just patriotic and happy to be here and happy to help the country the people who are you know like super super aggressive with it i don't i think they fail to see the benefits of globalism and actually incorporating other like nations perspectives and stuff like that i think we didn't we didn't get here by ourselves in the first place so to yeah and we see ourselves as the best isn't necessarily a bad thing it's more yeah i think we are the best and that's why i think people don't need to be so aggressive like we, we we've done what we had to do and we got there by being helped out and helping other nations out so for people to be scared at the top like looking down it's it's, it's kind of a bad look it's a desperate look i think but well it also seems like it's become more about who loves this country more yeah that's it's a like really good point. it's like everyone here agree like no one out here is arguing that we should do what other countries are doing necessarily in terms of uh well okay let me take a step back because I do believe that there are other countries doing things better than what we were doing. And we should take a look at that and we should see what we can incorporate from that. Um, but we're, no one's like fighting to be a different country. We're still trying to be America. We don't want to completely change everything. No one is saying that we completely, well, there are people saying that, but. I don't agree with those people. There's a, there's a select few. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with those people. people. We have a good system here. It's about making it, modern it's about seeing that we all have all these different people and bringing them all together i guess um i do have a idea for what we can do but it is radical i think that Let's after, hear it. after high school this is my ideal america and it's literally impossible i don't know if this aligns with any party if not we should create this party i think that after high school and before college like some countries have a mandatory military time if the United States had a mandatory farming time. Say farming? Farming time. So you're 18, you just got out of high school. For two years, you get shipped to another state. You live on a farm. You do back like actual labor work. This does, listen, this is incredible because what's happening is you're now being taken out of your, wherever you were, you're being placed in a completely unfamiliar state and you're getting to interact with a lot of people from that state which is teaching you about those people. Mm-hmm. But even better is other people from other states are also being taken to this farm you're on. So you're not only getting to meet people from the state you're in, but people from all over. Then obesity rates would be down because you've now taken the entire American population and made them work for two years. Also all farms everywhere 
need more people. There's no farm that's going to turn away free people. Um, now, obviously, in terms of how to do this, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> We'd have to do an incredible, like, it's basically impossible. But it's... You asked for the ideal amount. If, I, if, I'm, being, if I'm being honest, I love that idea. Yeah, ideal. Again, implementation is damn near impossible. but Damn near impossible. But, like, for two years, every single American... They understand where their food is coming from, you know? Everyone has a more appreciation for their food because we're also one of the, we have some of the most food waste in the world. Oh, we have yeah. so many issues that come from people not understanding what it's like to put food on a table. Literally take an animal or a plant and harvest it and put it on the table. Like that's work. I think that is my ideal America, but it is impossible. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of go off that. Assuming that it is not assuming, pretending that it is possible. What happens after those two years? Go to college. They, do they go home? Do they? You go home. You go to college. I, I think it's in between high school and college. So okay. we really just like look in general, people are starting, people are starting families a lot later in general. Later. So yes. we can, we can do that. We can just push everything back. A two years getting out of college at 22 is not required at all yeah you can get out of college at 24 globally and that or nationally and that'll be just fine or if not you can just go and be a farmer if you really like farming i think we'd have just a lot more farmers in general would your idea be like mandatory after high school like ideally issue i think it should be mandatory okay which means, so yes, in my ideal America, it would be mandatory. I mean, there are countries that have mandatory military time. I think that there's a precedent. It's just never been taken in a peaceful route. Like, why, why is it mandatory for me to learn how to, you know, I, and not to say that there isn't benefits from that. You know, there's discipline, yeah. there's all these things about mandatory military time. But like, you can get all the benefits of mandatory military time, I think, or a lot of the benefits. As Like, it teaches you discipline. It teaches you yeah. work. It teaches you a lot of these things. But instead of doing it towards this, I mean, war is bad. Instead of doing it, no matter what war, war is bad. Um, instead of teaching you those principles, you're learning how to be a farmer. It's super hype. Yeah, there's definitely great benefits, but like, the only pro like, would it be like, ideally, would it be like, would you get paid for it? Or is it just all to teach you and give you benefits for, for like the future? That's, that's where it becomes a conversation because I don't really know what's the best way to handle this hypothetical, like, yes, if you're getting paid for it, that means you're, I mean, you're basically throwing it all into your savings. Cause I don't think you should spend money to do this at all. Like mm -hmm. you should have to go there. And even if you're making money, I don't think you should have to spend money for food or cause that's the farm lifestyle is you're just living with this family and you're eating and you're living all together. Like, living off the land. You didn't have to pay to do that. So I kind of don't think you should earn money for it. But then, I don't know. That's that's not something that I've thought about. They're yeah, honestly like, dicey with servitude. Yeah. It's, yeah, I was going to say, it's it's a very smart concept, and there's a great outcome for the country as a whole, but, like, it resembles slavery if it's mandatory and free labor. That's the, And it removes freedom, which is, in my opinion, what makes America the best. one of the things that America is for, which sucks, because... I do think that the benefits of this are unbelievable. Like, I think after just one generation does this, I like everyone everywhere would know everyone everywhere. It would become so much more unified as a country.
And I think that's the big thing that I'm trying to, like, I am thinking about the ends before the means, if that makes sense. But, yes. but I don't know, maybe, maybe it's worth it. So just sort of looking at the numbers here, I just looked up uh, the population by age. So people age uh, 19 to 23 in America constitute about 20 million people. So 20 million farmers, or we'll say 10. Would women be included in this? Would women also be farming? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So say, say 11, 11 million people ish. That's a good amount of farmers. That's enough that it's able to be kept in sort of smaller farms. And my only question is how do you organize it? How would you feed people? How would you, would they live in family units? Would they live in so, like yeah, a dorm? Big thing. Obviously not all farms are made equal. Exactly. Uh, you could get shipped to Nebraska. You can get shipped to Ohio. You can get shipped people to- People would want to privatize this immediately. Though. Yes. And it would immediately become, a, I think, a kind of corrupted idea. Well, also, People what's always. to stop the farmer? If the farmer's just a bad person, like, exactly. Now, you could just get shit on for two years. Yeah. Um, could it be run like a military thing? Could it be run like not with barracks, but say with dorms and run by the government? This was a kind of like I a think social. It would have to yeah. Be. This would, This is this is weird because it's kind of a dystopian idea. Yeah. But like it would have to have. It's an a weird mix of like government. authoritarian, but yet not because you're doing it it's authoritarian but it like, is for the benefit food. of the people you're doing it to bolster like food sources like well no that's still authoritarian um i don't know i think it'd be a good it's idea good authoritarian. and i think the only way it would be possible which again we're still speaking even possible in this hypothetical world like yeah where people would be willing because it's not possible to agree to it's this. not possible without an actual dystopian level government yeah it's not possible all right i mean this is, this is your ideal though you know but well okay <laughs> it is it is kind of my ideal but like yes in the background there is a probably a horribly oppressing government but the people- how, how would this differ though other than how would this differ from slavery other than it's not based off of race that's my <laughs> well it would differentiate from slavery because it's only two years and it's only, like yeah it would be it indentured, ser- indentured servitude it would be indentured yes. servitude for two years and the problem, I mean, I think the thing is, you but you're also all the benefits of what you do for also the rest very of your life. You, like, you aren't able to abuse your slaves. That's like, a big one for sure. We'll get OSHA in here. Um, this is a heavily regulated like thing. Like you can't. I don't think people. There's no one getting whipped. There's no one being forced to work like twenty to like multiple days in a row or anything like that. There's no punishments too. If you, I mean, if you do something stupid or mess up, like. Also, I feel like long-term employment would be granted to a lot of these people who do well in that two-year thing. Yeah, and they want to, yeah. Farmers, that would help the industry a lot. And I don't know, past that, like the people who don't stay in the farm industry go on and they have that experience and then they, I don't know, I think they just lead a regular life like we do. Um, And they would have, we would just be living in a world with a little bit better of a food, well, a lot better of a food industry and a more central, like a more America-centered agricultural thing which would be awesome like this will cut out any sort of foreign reliance on anything except tropical goods that we literally can't grow here like we can't i don't think we can grow guava like fucking anywhere so yeah we got yeah. but this would well the midwest would be fucking bumping like it, it would yeah. rival california and like in also there of is gonna be it's not technological just work, output. like 
it's not just work. You're gonna have it's still you get modern amenities, you know. And you're yeah. gonna have a TV, you're gonna have a phone. Yeah. The local There's economy will be yeah. pumping because we're exactly. moving. Gas gonna, is gonna be up. You can leave the farm. Boom. It's not like you can leave. You can leave and go to town. Can you go home? Maybe vacation. Call it vacation. You can visit home. Like if it's winter and there's nothing to do on the farm, I think you're allowed to go home for sure. But it's just like it's like everyone goes to camp for two years. Maybe you can even pick up local jobs in the farms. It's down. a camp where they get to focus and concentrate. Oh, I agree. If if you want to stay at the farm, if you don't want to go home for a summer, get a job in the town. You can probably definitely still live on the farm and make money there. Yeah, so that's where you're making money for a short period during the downtime. Yeah, and you're still you yeah. know reliant. This is I think not- that would be a great. Honestly, I think this is a great idea. I think it's. I agree. I agree. It's impossible to implement because it would be corrupted extremely quickly and. Oh, sure. For sure, the the, yeah. the human aspect out of it. As soon as you get one horrible farmer who's just like, ah ha ha, I have a bunch of people that I can control, and then they create something horrible out of it. Like it takes one bad person, one bad official, to ruin a lot of this. So yeah, my only question is, where does it? Uh, the reason, at least I think, the reason that America doesn't have a or hasn't adopted a mandatory uh, military service program is because it's not military service isn't for everybody like certain people should not be in the military and i think that's something that can be applied here certain people are either one unable to farm or just wouldn't do well farming or if they i think it's a it's a situation where like if you have a scholarship kind of yeah and like go straight to college if you are things that are like if you are also like if you're in the arts, I think you don't necessarily have to go become a farmer. If you are going to an art school and you know, you're becoming a famous painter, or if you're going to go, like we should never be taking our musicians and artists down or anything. It's already hard enough to make incredible music and make incredible art. So they are allowed to go, I think. Like, but, but the majority of Americans, like all four of us, we're gonna go be farmers. Okay. Yeah, I would say where do you draw that line though? Where do I draw someone, that's that's the hard part is where do you draw the line of the exceptions? Um, well, I mean, it would be the same state. It would be line. the same state-run and private institutions giving the scholarship. So if they guarantee, hey, we know this guy has a spot in our college now. We want this guy. We are going to knock off half of this tuition that they'll have to pay later. I think now. sports players also don't necessarily have to go do this. So we're saying, we're, yeah, we're saying athletes, musicians, artists, and people on academic scholarship. Boom, that's your line. Except offensive linemen because they will become even better at football. <laughs> just ball. just go to Iowa or Wisconsin or something <laughs> like that. And, they'll... and then after their whoa, two years, they'll whoa, be like, whoa, whoa. There's sports farms. There are farms that you get sent to like scholarship. If you're if you're really good in high school, they're like, okay, yes, you can go to the college and get the, into the NFL, or you can go be a farmer for two years and, and go to the NFL right after that. So what about people like uh what about basketball players that just go straight to the NBA and don't go to college at all? I think they those, can, they those, can still do that. Yeah, those businesses would still exist. Like those entertainment industries yeah. would still be there. Because it's America. that's a, that's them. The supply and the, or the wait, demand, no, sorry. What what there. basketball what basketball players went from high school straight into Kobe, NBA? Kobe, Kobe and LeBron? Yeah. Oh no. Well, okay, fine. If they're prodigy basketball players, they can go straight to the NBA. Can you imagine trying to guard Kobe in high school and knowing he's going to the NBA in three months? Kobe's going to be one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. That's like, what do you even do? Yeah. Coach my ankle. I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to have to sub out. 
Coach, I'm I'm feeling sick, dude. I'm a uh, hey, windmill dunks getting dunked at nothing, you know. Yeah, but I I like the idea. Um, I think what we're sort of, I think there's sort of a similarity we can draw there is, it's what you're describing. If we take the farming aspect out of it and just providing an alternative to just going to college simply for the sake of going to college, mm-hmm. uh, we're sort of describing it learning a trade. Yeah. Um, Forcing everyone to learn a trade. Yeah, you're describing forcing everyone to learn a trade, but with the exception of academic scholarships, athletes, musicians, and artists. Um, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's not just farming, man. Like you can yeah. pick a two-year adventure. Dude, I want to get on the shit. The plumber that that worked that worked for this company was on. He showed up, and I heard him like in there, like bang, our shower drain is clogged up. And I heard him like banging in there and like cursing a lot. So I went in and I was like, hey man, like how's everything going? And he's like, this fucking lid won't come off. <laughs> so I left and then I came in like three minutes later and he was done. <laughs> Sweating bullets. He was like, that was a bitch to do. <laughs> and the whole thing took like five minutes. So if we have people like that who are gifted at like, you know, there's I mean, a lot of people struggle through high school and they think they're useless and they think they're losers, which makes no sense because like you said, the ins like, institutions of learning don't do shit for everyone like a lot of you're gonna learn things you're gonna you're gonna hear information half the people who hear it don't care half the people who don't want to be there and they could be successful somewhere else there are people born to be plumbers if you after high school after they struggle through high school realize it's not for them maybe they're not feeling college they need more time to decide and then you send them to be a welder and they find out jesus christ like i can weld anything i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the dude like holding up the fucking navy because i weld every single ship like you need those people just as much as you need every other like the academics people that are going to go on to be scientists the fucking the people in the nfl the people yeah. like the people who make fucking albums that everyone listens to those people are just as necessary so this period of you have to do something you have to try something other than this book learning because like we made you do this for years try this and if you get to pick i think that's a really good blend of kind of the like do this like the authoritarian aspect which is necessary in this like type of environment because you have to pick you but have it's to a good something. balance of making yeah. you do that and then saying you can pick something and if you are not good at it you only have to do it for this long you'll have helped this many people it'll be awesome and then move on go to college it would be crazy though like i think because i think honestly the most people would pick farming because you can do farming just for two years i think anyone can farm for two years but then you add the options of like be an electrician for two years, be a plumber for two years, be a like a granite worker, like just shit like that. Be like a construction so worker. Lake construction, yeah. There are so many different jobs out there. There are people who drill giant sections of ice off of glaciers to like transport to make like exotic food and beverages. Now what those people exist. I will say the issue with that is that all of these things would have to become institutions. Because you would have to go there and like this isn't a job. No, no, you can find apprenticeships. I feel like there are a lot of so freelance. just just to sort of butt in for a second, uh, this sounds very similar to what we have in America right now. Uh, if you don't want to go to college, I think I think high schools push college too much. Right. What? Yeah, because you, you, there's other opportunities like trade school. You don't have to go to college. That's what you're making, right? Yeah, I think. I'm saying make it mandatory. No, you're saying no. Make less of the schooling mandatory. I think I think America is very much tailored toward trying to steer kids into a career path. Yeah, but schooling's not mandatory though. After high school, right? I don't think I don't think school should be mandatory through high school. And even if it ends up being like that, 
I think our public schools need to do a better job. First of all, like we have a terrible education system in America. I don't know how you feel about that. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, right? Why are we, why does America have a a bad school? It makes no fucking sense how much money we have, how much all this. So first off, I think we need to fix that before, like until we fix it, make it not mandatory. Until we fix high school, why, why the fuck are we making kids go there for those four years? And then trying to bully them into going to college, trying to Honestly, say that kids are like, he has a point. I mean, just a, even just like 50, 100 years ago, kids were going to work, you know, or not to say that. And nobody was and, poorer. Yes, we as a society think that, oh my God, you're working when you're less than whatever. But like, no, let's just go to work. You should be allowed to work as early as you are capable of, especially if school isn't working. I think I agree with you to an extent. Um, I don't think you should be working a full-time factory job at like 14. Ever. That's, yeah, that's bad. But like say, like most, most states say like 16 is when you're allowed to start working. Yeah. So yeah, at least, at least that's how PA is. I don't know how South Carolina is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So say we have that. Say you're forced to go to school till 10th grade instead of 12th. Is that, would you say that'd be better or more feasible than just saying after eighth grade you're good to go do whatever you want because i don't know if i'd trust a 13 14 15 year old kid laying concrete for a foundation of a house so i'm not i'm i kind of want to get back to my point which is i honestly still think you can go through all of high school or whatever i might think a space between high school and college that you have some sort of mandatory labor Yes. And, and you mean like physical labor? Pay for this at all? What? The two-year servitude? The two-year servitude? I think it de- maybe it depends on the servitude. But I think if we go back to the original, which is farming, no. I think you should get paid for it. Well, if, you, if you to implement it, you have to get paid for it. If that's it's mandatory, how is that? That's like because I mean that's that's the government out, paying you for two years. But it takes out a huge portion of like the American spenders. Like if you these everyone in that age group never has a dime to their name oh, yeah, that's true. they won't be able to bolster like any of okay then yeah because yeah. like even countries that have mandatory military the they get paid for being in the military who's paying the government okay. and or the like i think the government is going to subsidize these farms when they send them these workers and then they're going to say listen you have oh, five more okay. dudes you have five hundred more thousand dollars you will pay these dudes with that and money. you will definitely make more money these will guys will get fair salaries that this money will give you and you know for sure and you know that was a sure, big jump. You know for sure that's you know your that your farm is going to improve. So that way, no one's losing money. Yet these guys are getting paid. Because you're getting workers. Even you're getting you're getting workers for sure. It's not gonna. They're not gonna be making bank. Now the all. issue is what happens but when it'll you be a, a livable, a livable What happens when you get a kid who's like just not good at farming, <laughs> but you're forced to pay him? Sounds like a union. I don't know. We're getting to the the issue that I have with it is where does the money come from to pay these kids? If we're if they're getting paid, that's why I don't think they're getting paid. I, I think, think it would you, be easy to get. I think it'd be easy to get them money. I don't think. Well, it's gonna it's gonna come from the taxpayer. Yeah, but you're that's you're cutting out such a small. That wouldn't be a portion. problem because it would be such a small percentage of the money generated in this entire equation. Also, our the population is getting so big. I really don't think you're taking out that many spenders by just cutting off two the years. The government subsidizes people. farms every day, and we lose nothing. Well, I mean, you pay taxes, so you pay for it, but. Yeah, but we. Pay, I mean, yes. You already pay tax. I'm not. I don't. I'm not anti-tax. You know that. I'm, I'm not anti. Well, I'm not anti-tax either. I'm anti-excessive tax. Yeah. Tax. Do, you, do you think it would be an excessive tax, though? I'm not saying excessive. 
I care about where the taxes go. Yeah, this we know for sure. These taxes would be given to these farms in increment in large increments at the same okay, time. Okay, and then how many farmers now don't just don't do that? <laughs> like, how many farmers tell their people they're paying them the amount they should be and are taking off the top? Like that happens in regular America. This is our ideal. Ideal, so ideal yeah. Like, I feel like it would. That's an impossible problem to solve if we're looking yeah. at this issue. Like, no, like yeah. that's going to happen. But if you can't stop to answer the issue of where the money comes from. Yeah, it would be a government subsidy, but it would also, I think, with that five, say they do it right, they get that $500,000 or however, I don't know how much farms get paid, bro, it's probably more. They get that money, they get these workers, they have to pay these workers that certain amount, but they know that they were able to purchase more shit to begin the quarter, like more more crops, more this, and they have more hands, so they're, they're, they're going to make more. And at the end of it, when they have all their shit to sell, they're like, damn, I thought I was pissed because I had to pay these guys, but now, I'm like, you know, I made 20 Twenty percent more than I did last year, and I only had to pay them. You know, my only my budget went up five percent, but my earnings went up like twenty. So I, the I think yeah. it would work out like that. So we're sending these kids to private farms. I think the majority would be. Oh, yeah. I, no! Oh wait, private meaning a person in yes. America. I mean, privately owned. Yeah. Do you know? So I actually read a, a, a like an article or two about this recently. About this specific literally about farms in America. I saw fucking TikTok. Gordon Ramsay posted something. He reposted something about like these farmers who were like, Thank you for like recording. It was something about farmers. So I looked up what they were talking about. And recently, the US government has kind of been dicking a lot of farmers. Like they're buying out land. The US government in mass recently has been buying up land. And Biden can take, like, it wasn't a Democrat Republican thing. Trump left. Biden's like, Keep that bitch rolling. And they're, they're just buying up a lot of private land, which is pushing these small farmers out because they know you can't afford my buyout. I'm going to buy you out because you need this money now. But guess what? As soon as you leave, like all your land is going to be meaningless to me and we're going to keep expanding our, you know, it's the same, like now it's yeah. starting to be the same four or five people that control all food and all crops, which we know what happens when that happens. And I, that's the thing We've I see that. That is a, a thing where I agree the government's going way too far. We need private farmers. It's the only thing that keeps our crops like diverse and our market competitive. If, we, if, if the government continues to buy all this fucking land, we're not going to have any private farmers. And then farmers will get paid shit. They will get paid garbage. Minimum wage. Whatever the minimum wage is, even if it gets raised to 15, the government will pay them 15.00, and they will try to take as much back as they can. You know? I think you just addressed a problem that at least I have on um, pretty sure Matt has too with um, the expansion of government in general. If I think, and you said it, that competitive markets work for food. Like we, we know it works for crops because yeah. a tomato at this off this branch is the same as a tomato off that branch. Um, and I think that's something that can be said for a lot of industries, probably not all industries, but for the majority of industries, the private market does work because it produces competition. Um, mm -hmm. sort of branching off of if, if you guys keep want to keep talking about our ideal uh, forced farming plan that we can oh, but no yeah we can go to a, that was my ideal America we can talk about someone else's please yeah so I was either going to say if someone else wants to talk about their ideal America their hypothetical perfect. dystopian perfect world you can't alright Mike go ahead real quick whoa so Ben are you the one in the hat yeah oh just yeah. to clarify alright so that was that was Dan's um, I just have one question though to about like if it's mandatory after high school, my biggest fear with that, like beyond the finances, whether you want to pay them or not, I don't really care. My my biggest problem would be it removes my favorite thing about America, which is freedom. Even if it's for like two years, if it's 
because like after high school in America, you don't have to go to college. You know, you could just you could be a bum if you want. That's my favorite thing about America is you have freedom. That's that's what makes America so great. That's also what makes us so fat. I mean, that's my biggest problem with it. Uh, I, again, I, I'm looking at the benefits over the, like, yeah, fine. If we get into a question of freedom, I mean, you, you were just comparing it to slavery a minute ago. Like, it kind of is. I'm not saying it's not got to take Thanos, man. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a small it's, price to pay exactly, for salvation. It, you, we, I, I understand that we're taking people and making them do something, and that's the un, and that's on America. I understand that. I just think that the benefits, like, I'm not tied down to what we have in America today. I think that we can improve. And even if it means forcing people to do something for their own good, which I know is very idealistic and kind of messed up, like that I get to decide what your good is. That is, that is what I'm doing. I'm deciding that this is for your own good. Um, Some call that parenting. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, I'm taking the American people by the ear and I'm saying, you have to be a useful member of society. And this is how. I agree. With, I agree that people, at least our generation younger, um, need to just get their shit together better. Shit together. Um, and I think, I again, I think it's a great idea. I disagree with the uh, implementation of it. I think that should come from the family. A big and that's it's America. Yeah. It's basically impossible to do. Exactly. You can't argue against the benefits, though. No, I mean, what he's saying is so accurate. It would be extremely beneficial to the country. Yeah, yeah absolutely, it would be. Yeah. And it would also be extremely corrupted very fast. And that's why it's a hypothetical <laughs> dystopia. And that's why we can't enforce it. One farmer's like, "Yo, the fucking official is like way over there. My rifle's right here. <laughs> Those crops for free." <laughs> so it takes one guy like that, but. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of the uh, at least the discussion that Dan and I have had multiple times is where should this? Uh, I guess you could even call it. You could even narrow it down to just straight up discipline. Um, I don't think discipline should come from the government until it until a person becomes a burden on society. Right. Um, yeah. I think before then, they should be. I think the I think the family structure needs fixed in America. Um, and that, I'm, that doesn't happen through individual effort. Uh, I mean, everyone take responsibility for their own yeah. actions. Sorry, one more time. What's your ideal family? You, sorry, just back to that one what quick you mean point. By that. What do you mean by you think family structure in America should change? Uh, family structure in America. Now, I understand this isn't going to happen. Again, this is we're talking ideals. Um, ideally, it's two parents, uh, both present. Um, raising their children uh, responsibly and sort of instilling discipline and ethics and sort of teaching them how to be an upstanding member of society and most importantly, respect to themselves and to others. Um, so yep. that, the, I that's, mean, that's American family. That's the ideal one. Yeah. So that involves integrity. That involves discipline. Um doing what you're supposed to do, not because there's some reward at the end, but simply because you're supposed to be doing it and because it has to be done. Um, so that's what I mean by the family unit and the parents should be the disciplinarians, but also the teachers and nurturers and um, sort of teach their kids how to be upstanding members of society. And that does happen in a lot of cases. And in a lot of cases, it doesn't. And a lot of times it starts because the male is either not present and then the, the or vice versa, or one of them is not present and the 
parent that is present has to work to provide for the family. Uh, and then the kids just sort of grow up on their own and they're never really taught. Hey. I think school does a terrible job of teaching that, of you teaching anything. Fix some of that. What? You know what issue could be immediately addressed, in my humble opinion, in American society that would work wonders on that issue? Farmers. From any, no, from any like aspect, from whatever uh, opinion you have, I think if we started doing immediate work on the fucking prison industrial complex that we have in our nation, that would work better than anything. I'm a criminal justice major. I learn every day. I learn something that pisses me off about our, our prison system in America. I think if you take away mandatory minimums for nonviolent offenses, immediately that act alone and release anybody who's serving a mandatory minimum for a nonviolent offense, if you release those people and put those people That's back into the world, back families reuniting, workers coming back to their jobs, kids being able to go to school now and not have to you know, work at the local store from you know, right when they get home until the end of the day, there's not a single aspect of society that isn't bettered by people that are being in prison for no fucking reason being released. And I'm not so, talking about rapists. I'm not talking about murderers. Those people do not count in this. We are talking about nonviolent offenders, petty theft, petty larceny, drug offenses, things like that, that they should never have been in prison in the first punished. place. It's about not getting sent to prison. Rehabilitation should be the focus of our prison system, and it's not anymore. And it hasn't been for a while. It hasn't ever really been. in the. In the like I, said, I, don't think it, I don't think it's ever been. It's never been in the history of America. And it should be. And we as a society love to punish for no reason. You have me on uh, some drug offenses. I agree with you on some drug offenses. That Make me a drug Actually, most, most, okay, yeah. Mandatory minimum. I want you to I'm not. I'm not saying mandatory minimums. I'm saying, oh, well, I'm saying, yeah, drug offenses should be met with rehabilitation. Yeah, I'm saying theft, theft, um, and other other offenses should be that are not sort of addiction related or uh, health related in any way, but should be punished rather than rehabilitated. I disagree with you though. Parole and community service for those people would serve them and our country better. We're not paying taxes when they're on community service and parole, but we're paying right now to keep that asshole in jail and he doesn't deserve to be in jail. He should be, he will learn more from his mistakes with things like community service and parole. And it will cost us less for community service and parole. Like these people are just behind bars and being behind bars is not cheap. A lot of people don't understand that that's. You're right, being behind bars is not cheap. It's so expensive that private prisons are now. It's such yeah, a. Yeah, I don't, I don't think prison, private prisons should not be a thing. Private prisons are, are, are a little heinous to me. I know some people, you know, fuck man, that's American capitalism. There was a need and a businessman was like, hey, I got you. And you can't deny that that works in this country. But the fact that it that we got so good at imprisoning people in America and we thought of so many reasons, reasons to imprison people that people started profiting off of it, that to me is a sign. That should not be a, a, a land of opportunity, jumping into the building a prison business. That should be a shrinking industry. That should be a get out while you can, not a let's get in, get rich quick scheme, which it very much is right now. So that's yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit I'm not as role red as I should be on the prison industrial complex. I'm thinking just from a criminality standpoint, mm -hmm. some, and I understand what you're saying. Community service should be good. Um, I think it would be a good job of rehabilitating people, but I think there needs to be some sort of disciplinary action 
and I don't oh, think for nonviolent crimes is what you're saying for for, sure. for some nonviolent crimes, yes. But you think per, you don't think parole and community service is enough of a punishment? Depending on the crime, I would say. So like, if if somebody like stole your car, like what would that call for? And I would want to see a guy who stole my car be put in jail for five years. That doesn't do me any good. I want to see that guy like have to have to have to. If you, if you're sure, I mean, community service is fucking suffering. I've never had to do government mandated community service. Community service with like my fucking youth group sucks enough. I can't imagine working on the side of the highway for two yeah. weeks in fuck. Imagine in Austin, Texas, you get sentenced to community service in August. Yeah, you know what? that would suck. Cleaning up a public park for eight hours, or just or community service in a city, they can make you do anything. Disgusting. And that, along with parole, you have to meet. You have to meet your PO every week. You can't smoke weed. You can't drink alcohol. You can't fucking drive. Like these are punishments enough to me and they're not wasting our money. Most importantly, we pay one guy, we pay a PO. He shows up once a week. The we PO pay his industry, salary. Boom. That is it. We don't pay for their blankets, for their meals, for their laundry, for every fucking square inch of that jail. We don't have to pay that anymore. Instead, we're paying one guy's salary who's helping rehabilitate that guy and reunite him with his family. Because now that guy's back home, like you said, it's an important issue that these families are splitting. One, a dad's in jail. Mom's okay, but then you know? what stops you from doing it again? I guess that's my that was my question. So, like, and also, how are, how are they paying for themselves? If you're a criminal, if they're, work, if they're working in community they, service eight hours a day. They just have they, a car. A, uh, the most common aspect of parole is that you're required to be employed. Okay. Do they get you employed? No. You're punished if you don't get employed. So parole, the way parole works, is like I said, you have to meet with your officer, and it's case by case. There is not universal parole protocol your yeah. thing is determined by a judge in a special hearing post-conviction that's how parole works and it is a punishment and it is enough of a deterrent to me because you know oh. the threat of prison imprisonment is there but if if you violate your parole you do go to prison that system would still very much be in place for this but like don't get me wrong there is yeah. still a worse there's always in the prison system there's always a worse and that's not necessarily a bad thing for certain people but i do not believe in one crime having a mandatory length of time where we throw this guy in jail and a judge is helpless to do anything about it because that's what we have right now you can look up hundreds of thousands of articles about fucking not hundreds of thousands but you know what i mean you can look up this year alone i've seen dozens of examples in my classes of people who you know they they run with the wrong crowd they fucking they're in a car they rob their friends rob a gas station this guy he doesn't get grand theft auto thank god but he still gets slapped with like larceny which in certain places is enough to get like a mandatory two-year sentence. So was that guy, like, was he doing something wrong? Yes. Was he in the wrong place at the wrong time? Yes. But the law should be flexible. The law should not be this black and white in an age like this where we know how, like, we know, we know how to punish people better than a 200-year-old piece of paper. That's a fact. Like, we, we who live in our society understand our society better. And having draconian institutions in place is, is, is fucked to me. I think it's dumb. And so I think your it's a ideal waste of America money. is an ideal prison system. I, it's, it's yeah, it's it's. it's I one. agree with a lot of conservatives in the sense that we waste a lot of fucking money. Fiscal responsibility is lost <coughs> on a lot of people, especially a lot of liberals. But no one likes to look at the number one drain, the number ones and two drainers of our spending. It's the military and the fucking prison system. I don't want to talk about the military right now because we're focusing on this. It's a whole separate issue. That's that's another day. That's another day, but. I, I have not yet found a person who can give me a very, very like good reason or even a reason why they think, yeah, we're doing, we're kicking ass in the prison department right now. 
Like the more I learn, the more I know that we're just, we're wasting money. We're wasting money. We're wasting people's lives and we're wasting, you know, everything, space, everything. Dude. Is there any country in the world that you know of that does like your idea of like not punishing uh, nonviolent offenders? Yeah, a lot. No, a lot of places don't. Mandatory minimum is, is a, a very like Western, not Western policy, but like that is not a universal thing at all. Yeah. Many places do not have, because unfortunately America is, has unique crime. America is the most incarcerated populace on the planet by far. Yes. And because of that, our laws have a lot more little fine details than many other places because we've had so many instances where we can charge them for this and that. And we can charge her for this and that. But there are places that don't And have, our law is based on itself. There are places. I can give you one like really good one right now. Oh, was it Norway? I think it was Norway. It was either Norway or Finland. One of the two just recently decriminalized all drugs. And it was Sweden. That's who it was. Sweden has recently decriminalized all drugs and targeted the problem of like erasing homelessness. And they did it. They literally did it very, very quickly. Sweden is currently, I think, did. the only country on earth that can boast a like 0% homeless population. Because what they did was they decriminalized drugs. They took away, they released all the people who were in jail on nonviolent drug offenses. And they put them, and you guys are not going to like what they did. They put them in a very much like, <clears throat> it was a socialist type scheme. They built houses for these people and they were allowed to live there free of charge for up to a certain period. And their rate, they told these people to get jobs. They told these people and they helped them get back on their feet. And their retention rate at those places was like zero. Like no one stayed longer than they needed to. Every, all of these people were getting jobs. All of these people are finding places to live. And Sweden at the end of it was like, yeah, we lost like a little bit of money, but now like almost every single member of our populace is like working and our economy is like booming like never before that's not possible in america at least not on a nationwide scale but that having the more i learn the more i the less faith i place in people who who use like money as a scare tactic like um you'll hear people who are like you know oh well, we can never we can never afford this we can never but our government has money our government doesn't spend money right our government spends money like idiots and if i we, agree i very much agree with that if we focused it on this one issue we wouldn't lose any money and that people will try to scare you say, well, look, we're already the crew and crushing debt. If we focus on this, but you guys know the phrase spend a little money to make a little money. Our debt would stop increasing. Like it would do a little this, you know, instead of this, if we got rid of this prison problem, the debt would be increasing like that, like that. Right. Yeah. So you, you don't want to take a, you know, a $4 billion back to eliminate like a couple hundred billion every year in losses. That sounds like an excellent idea to me. And it also sounds like an idea that would help you in your quest to bring back the like nuclear, you know, focus of a family in America and put dads back in the home, put moms back in the home, put kids back in school. This would solve a lot of problems and not enough people focus on it. And it's dis discouraging, but you just I agree with that. I think, I think you have a, uh, a very good point with um, focusing on one problem at a time. Like sweet, you said Sweden's like, all right, we're going to fix, we're going to tackle this problem. Yeah. And we're going to do it. That's something I think that the government in general is very wrong. They're like, we're going to do this, 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 and this. We're going to do these five things. And then it expands like 25. I also think that, yes, I agree that we do too many things, but I also think we kind of should be able to do a lot of things. Our government is so big. We have so many people tackling so many different problems. I, yeah. And yes, that's true. Are they really tackling them? exactly that's the issue we have so many people put on these committees put on this shit like yada, yada, their yada. whole 
point is to um their whole point is to get problems fixed and they just don't they they're constantly creating all this legislation and instead of getting problems fixed they're tackling these little things onto other legislation to you know accomplish their own personal agendas um it, politicians aren't civil servants i mean that's one of the biggest issues i think with term limits and with making politicians there for us instead of for their wallets, that would solve 90% of problems in America right there. But again, I, I agree. Term limits should be on everybody. Um, I don't I, think politics should be a career. Do you think the term limits should be? Because I was thinking about this earlier and this is my idea for it. It would be a really, really odd structure though. You get elected and you're there for two years. At the two-year mark, you can get elected again, up to 10 years. So every two years, you are up for re-election. You can be, if people really like you, and they're like, dude, you, for these two years, you've been doing a lot of great policies, you've been representing us, we'll elect you again. And they can keep doing that, and, and you can stay there for 10 years. But I think after that, that's long enough. I Yeah, I have a very similar opinion on it. Um, I think the only problem with doing it for everybody every two years, I'm assuming you mean, so say we're just talking about Congress, right? Yeah, so you're talking about the House and the Senate. Yeah, um, they're constantly going to be running and funneling money into campaigning, which they do already. But the Senate doesn't because the Senate serves six-year terms. So that's my a opinion, good point. Yeah. Those massive blood-sucking campaigns would be exactly. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, sit, just leave the terms lengths where they're at. House two years, Senate six, because. When you think about it, you're really only campaigning in your district for the Senate, so it's not as blood-sucking as some of the other campaigns. Um, but I would say six House year or six House terms, uh, two Senate terms, yep. and the president should, should stay at two. Oh yeah, the president can stay. As the president stays at two, but then that gives it's twelve years. So you can be twelve years in Congress, and say you run for president, you can be in politics for twenty years, wow. and then you got to be out and you got to be doing your thing. And that's assuming you become president for two terms, which. I mean, that's a very, very slim population. They're saying the longest president should be president is four years? No, I'm saying eight. Eight. Two terms. President, two terms. Leave that alone. Uh, you shouldn't be able to be in the Senate or the House for more than 12. Then yep. you have to be on your own, running a business, being a productive member of society, yep. and not just some... Uh, there is the opposite issue is, the opposite issue, and looking at it backwards would be, okay, you just became a politician. You know you have two years to make as much money as you can. That's a way to look at it, too. That's the way to look at it, but you have two years to make as much money as you can, and then you're out and you're living with the policies you've enacted. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, it's 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 essentially telling politicians to live with the consequences. Yeah, because Do you would, enact. Can he feel me stroking his cheek? Uh, yeah, I think he can. You feel that, Sig? Wrong cheek. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think that like. In, like we look at all these issues and everybody has a different opinions of politicians, right? Everybody has their favorite politician that they really like, that they think is doing a really good job. Everybody has like one I think that they can think of. And then people have their antithesis of evil. Mine is Mitch McConnell. <laughs> I hate Mitch McConnell. I wish he was dead. But um, everybody has a plan for what they would do, I think, until they get in office. And a lot of people agree like a lot of former politicians and current politicians would say like power definitely changes like your outlook on our corrupts yeah you know for sure and i think you would have to change something 
I think you would maybe have to change. I feel like you would have to change the public. This is the thing you can't legislate. This is the thing you can't like regulate, but you have to keep the people seeing the politicians as people. That's why I like Bernie a lot. Like regardless of his politics, like people like, I think people, people like Bernie because he's very down to earth and he's a, he, he seems like a, a real person when he's, he's a very real person and he doesn't lie much he fucking says things how they are and he tries to like relate that's what people like Ocasio-Cortez as well well okay a lot of people uh, okay I disagree with both of you on that but we're gonna continue seeing politicians as people because I think that's where you're getting at rather than arguing about policy yeah I guess naming seeing, specific politicians isn't the move here yeah probably <laughs> not but you know what I mean they um you have people who are doing a good job and you have people who aren't but you have to have the time to vote them out. But I feel like we have to have more power before that. Like we have to have more of a voice. It sucks that our, the extent of our voice in a lot of American politics is voting. Like I think we need more referendums in America. Like we never have those. Britain has them all the time. And that's kind of a good thing. I think when that's, the people, a, that's a thing we could learn from them. When the people directly vote yeah. on an issue, like every fucking person who's above the age of 18 casts a vote and you do, majority and now i know what you're saying that's if somebody wins 51 to 49 that's extremely disrespectful to the 49 percent of america because that's a big populace but i think there's you would some have issues to have, in america no i think you would have to have a certain extent it would have to pass by like 60 or something you know it would have to have a majority like yeah it would have to have, have, to have some sort of super majority yeah yeah but there are issues in america that are too fucking important to wait for these people to argue about so everyone about that. There's, there's issues that congress is not doing shit about and the Senate is not doing shit about like there's issues I wish we as people could try to solve right now. And even if I don't get my way, at least we had the chance to vote on it. And I found out what the country wanted. We found out what people really feel like. We don't know what people feel like because everybody CNN says America feels like this. And then Rush Limbaugh says America feels like this. And then, you know, everybody's everybody's saying different things. A referendum would tell you exactly how every single American feels about one particular issue. Would that not help national attitude and morale? Right. I don't necessarily know that needs to be ha- uh, needs to be addressed on a national scale, because Nebraska and New York and New York are very very different places. But you have I, to that's no, you have no, to know the difference. I'm, I'm, no 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 I'm saying I'm saying it should be addressed on a state level. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm saying, I, I'm saying it can be addressed on a more local level. If you if we have state referendums, I mean I like that. I well Pennsylvania has a lot of them during elections. The heartbeat like, bill. Imagine sure. if the heartbeat bill that just passed here was a referendum, like. That an issue like that should be a referendum, in my opinion. Sorry, what was what was the bill? The heartbeat uh, bill, the abortion bill that just passed. Oh, yeah, South okay. Carolina. Regardless of how you feel about it, shouldn't that have you been should, a? If there's it. one issue on earth that should have been a, 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 everyone gets a say. It should have been that. Like that's fucking ridiculous to me that 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 room of twelve dudes was like, yeah, yeah, we got this. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I think abortion specifically is a very charged subject. Exactly. Especially. So you have everyone's input on it because it's very, very vital and very important. So to leave it in the hands of six or women or six to twelve anything's is stupid to me. Like what I I that that's too much power. Those I think those guys have too much power if they're able to do something like this. I, I, I certainly understand what you're saying. I certainly understand what you're saying. You're saying it's very undemocratic. Yeah, it's... No, but also the point of the American system, as it's meant to work, is those six to 12 people are the people who you chose to make those decisions for you. Yes. So That's, that was what I was going to say. Again, the American system is not democratic. We do not like the people that are in these positions, or we do not believe in these people that are in these positions. Too many Americans 
don't know. At least that's what it seems like. So you want Americans themselves to choose. Yeah, I want us but to be more of a democracy. But the point is to hire people to I want do it less for of a republic. Or to vote for people to do it for us. I want less of a republic and more of a pure democracy is what I want. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I disagree with that. I, I think it's know. making the people who we do elect, because I don't, I don't want to vote on every issue. I don't want to keep... You don't have to vote on every issue, but referendums should be a thing. They're no, but I don't want to... I, what if I don't have an opinion? Like what or really like this? There's a lot of issues in America that I really don't feel strongly either way. You don't have to vote yes or no. But I'm saying, but I want those issues to still be dealt with. I'm not saying they wouldn't. It would not only be a referendum, but it it would if it comes to that, that's the way to decide. You would let these people argue, and they've been arguing, and they're doing nothing, so you have a referendum. And well, at I, least in the case of the heartbeat bill, they they did something. You just happen to disagree with it. Yeah. I mean, but you disagree more with the process than I'm not just saying about voting. I know, I know, but you, you you disagree with the process. Sorry, that was that was me putting words in your mouth. Yeah, I'm disagreeing with like anything like that. That an issue that vital. I don't know. You're seeing the backlash. There was going to be backlash no matter what decision yeah. came. But this is a lot of backlash, and it. I don't know. I feel like those guys probably might not get reelected. At least some of them. Um, and if that comes to pass, I think it would be an homage to, or like a sign to maybe, maybe get the people more involved. Like if you're in government, if you were elected five years ago and you haven't been on the campaign trail for five years, you haven't rallied for five years, you haven't talked to citizens for five years. Why are you allowed to decide what's in my best interest? Like you, you've been out, you've been a politician for very five years. A politician is a very different from a regular person. Yeah. It's very complacent, especially that, if you're there for years. That someone like that still holds the ability to decide, like a random person, to decide like what's best for the people in the fucking coal fields, and to decide what's best for like a, a pregnant mother, shit like that. Like I don't get why, regardless of an issue, those people. I don't. I think politicians have too much power, especially. Believe it or not, I think I, I think the Senate and those people have more power than the president. The president has every eye in America on him. You saw that with Congress Barack. has way more power than the president. Yeah, like Trump couldn't do anything without getting criticized, neither could Obama, and I'm sure neither will Biden. They will fucking, that's how people get news. That's how you get clicks and views, is by saying, look, dumbass president did this clown. You will never get enough. But the people in Senate and Congress, nobody knows. Can you name 10 congressmen? Like, maybe, right? I might be able to get 10, but there's 430 of them. Like, Can anybody on earth name 20 congressmen? Probably not, unless you're like- Unless you are a congressman. Unless you study it, yeah. I bet there's you, like work in media. That, like, don't know dudes' names. Like you know, there's some guy like who the fuck? Like you know, they have a meeting like once every six months. Sometimes yeah, they they are never in session. You know, there will be a dude who's like, yo, who the fuck? You are a politician. As a politician, there? you just kind of hang out a lot more than actually doing your job. So I want is... these people to lose their power quicker, or to do something to keep it. Maybe you have to. Maybe you have to have town halls. Maybe there should be a specific number of town halls you have to hold. You have to give citizens the opportunity to, to talk to you. You and have that would to give be, them that's a really big, I like that. It would be awesome. If, I like that. Like, yeah. like people used to pull up to the king and be like, yo, my sheep are all dead. What the hell? Like, <laughs> help me. People should be allowed to pull up to their local politician and be like, dude, my sheep are all dead. Help me. And they like, say you can do that now. You can't do you that. Can't do you that. can't do that now. You can't email do that. your local congressman. You send your congressman an email, you get an auto response. Yeah, yeah. you literally get a bot response like, like a month later and you're like, I It's, it's ridiculous. You should be able to go to your local whatever the hell. I think it's maybe more possible with like very local politicians. Like maybe the mayors in some towns allow that. Or at least you can see them enough. 
But like, I don't even think it's just for it, it can be for locals. It would be issue solved. That's where the issues get solved. I agree. Yeah. But for statewide officials and even nationwide, I think it would. You still need to have those town halls just to hold them accountable. Not everyone's going to get their question answered. It might be four to five questions from areas in different parts of the states. Because yeah, but everyone in the coming. state gets to see the guy that they elected. They get to see him on the spot. They get to see him work with answers Nothing live. Nothing planned. Yeah. Nothing planned. Yeah. They get to see what that guy believes and if he still is true to what he said. Because we don't get to see that now. We never get to see until it's time to sign a bill. That's the only fucking time we get to see. If or they if they're addressing believe. the public, staring at the camera with the with the, the desk in front of them like, and the paper. We never hear yeah. what oh, is God. actually going on. This would this would be a way that even if it's more symbolic than anything, you have to make that guy say, "Yes, I still believe this." What do you? What am I doing to fix this? This uh, and this and this. I have this in the works. And if they have no answers, the public goes, "Damn." We're He's not definitely not getting reelected, yeah. like because because he doesn't deserve to. That's what uh, that's what debates are supposed to be for. Yeah, but we have shitty debates that nobody watches. Exactly. But we should have more. We should like I'm saying that the presidential debate is like a spectacle. It's like the fucking Super Bowl. Yes. But they it should, should promote be town halls, and this is going to just of course it's going to require more public like awareness. It's not going to be a yeah. everybody's going to have to do their part. You have to watch them. You can't make somebody watch them, but it would definitely help, and more people would if the government started putting these on. If they said, hey, guess what, everybody, Friday evening at 6 p.m. after you get off work, crack a beer and watch your senator sweat on live television. He's gonna, you're going to see if he's a dick or not. Who wouldn't watch that? That's a civic duty that would be enjoyable, easy, fun, and productive, in my opinion. I agree. The only problem is – the only problem with a lot of these things, like term limits um, – I think there should be a limit on how much money you can make in politics. The problem with it is the only people that are going to be able to enforce these or implement these are the politicians themselves. Oh, exactly. That's like the, it's, this. None of this. This is all. Fuck. This is all <laughs> I just ruined that. Ben, it's good. It's your ideal, man. <laughs> no, this is still my ideal. Yeah, yeah this, that, this, I think that's ideal too. We should definitely have more. There should be more restrictions and regulations on politicians. And the government still um, has to enforce everything. So like, if you think about it, the, like the, what all the laws we have now that keeps the government in place is enforced by the government. Checks and balances is, is already a thing. I think this would be an easy thing to uphold. I think it'd be an easy thing to enforce because public opinion of people and public pressure is a lot. Yeah. It's easy to enforce making sure these people do this. Why? Because if they don't, there's a CNN crew at there's CNN, MSNBC, Fox at 6 p.m. They're at that guy's okay. door. Like, you, hey, you keep sir, the town the, hall, like the town hall. You keep bringing up the media as if the media is working in your best interest. The, the media, media likes pressuring politicians. The media is not. I'm not the saying media is not working in anyone's best interest. Relying on the media to report on these things and expecting them to report on these things and tell you what and tell you what actually is happening and all that are expectations that aren't honestly realistic all the time i'm not saying that all what do media you think everywhere currently this is what's currently currently happening. like keeps politicians doing their job the media i'm not saying i trust the media with my heart and soul but they are they are they were important enough to be written into the constitution of our nation because everyone's aware of how important it is how our politicians are portrayed in the media it, like fair point yeah there's a reason in, the press is protected people in egypt see what is on this American news station, and that's what they know of this president. That's what for so it, of course it's important what the media thinks of these people because I'm they, saying you know, that's that's public opinion. I'm that's saying that the media can decide opinion. to say whatever they want about these people. So, yeah. yeah, I think Daniel's right. I think what the media I, says I is important. I don't think the media represents public opinion very well. Yeah, but I was answering a question about how yeah. 
no, why I would these politicians do this? I don't think this is a very hard thing to enforce at all. I don't think much checks and balances would be required. I think certain politicians would jump at the chance to do it. Um, I think a bunch would. I think many would also. And many would cower. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But what are they going to do yes, to not do it? They have to do it if they're elected. I mean, there's a lot of shit that they have to do they don't like to do that they do. And so that's, I think that's what we're saying is how do we make them do it? How do we, the same way we're making them do anything. Do you honestly think people would be able to get away with just dodging it time after time if they're elected? Well, I think people dodge a lot of things. They could. I mean, depending on how. On this scale, no, he's saying like a new amendment comes to, out that if, says if you have you, to do yeah, it. Like you, mean, you mean make it law? Yeah, yeah, like you yeah, have to. Yeah, definitely. Do okay. <laughs> I'm okay. definitely saying yeah. make it. This is not option yeah. at all. Okay, okay. That, about, that's, okay, that was what I was saying. Talking about ways to keep politicians accountable aside from, you know, more frequent elections. He's saying you this make it law and then when you don't idea do it for a very good way. And if you break this law, you're punished the same way as if you don't attend a mandatory Congress session. Oh, yeah, that was my mis that was my misunderstanding. I didn't know if we were making it law or just saying, hey, this is something we should do. This is not. This is mandatory. If we're talking about ways to put into writing, ways to right now think of better, you know, checks and balances on politicians. We can't have more. Like you said, there's a problem with more frequent elections. I can't think of a problem with this. Um, maybe it'll cost some money to air it more often. But I mean, hey, that's eh. minimal cost to me. Um, yeah, that's a drop in the bucket. I'm having a hard time thinking of a reason why this wouldn't at least be a good first step to get more trust instilled back in politicians and keep them more accountable. Yeah, I like that. That's part of my ideal too. Mm-hmm. I'm copying you on that one. Yeah, getting people to not, you know, yeah, hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. I like that. Ways to, you know, if they make promises, we shouldn't have to wait four years to, or two years or six years, you know, to say, hey, to at least yeah. tell them, hey, we don't like this. Do a better job. Even if they end up doing it, because that's the thing. It's not. It can can not just be a negative thing. Imagine how cool that would be sometimes. Hey, man, I really appreciate you doing this. It helped help me and my family a lot. And then yeah. he's like, oh, great. I'm going to actually doing. get help. A lot yeah. of people can help. And imagine if this guy has four real-life people tell him real-life stories of how this has affected them poorly. And, and then, then he's like, I can, this is how I'm going to Damn, he's like, wow, like, I do know the populace of my state. Like, you know, or say it's local. Even better, local. It's like, fuck, yeah. that's the person from my grocery store. And this is blah, blah, blah. And I think it would be more, I think it'd be beneficial to those people. They can find out how their policy is affecting real people. And whether they need to make changes or not. Getting the president and at the end of the also, day, it's their decision. Should the president also, in general, just address the public? The president is the only it? one who does a good enough job always addressing the public. I think even Trump right. did a good enough job um, addressing the public most of the time. There were times I mean, if you count his Twitter posts, you and he was literally silent. doing it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's I, presidents, in my opinion, and I cannot remember a time where I didn't see the president talk at least every couple like months. Yeah. I saw the book talk, yeah. I saw Obama talk, and I saw Trump talk a lot. So yeah. you are the figurehead for your country. But I never see this. I, I don't even know what the senator from my state looks like because that cunt never does anything except vote against gay people. So I don't know. He's never had a press conference that's been publicly televised for us, at least that I didn't have to tune into C-SPAN for, right? There's never articles about him. There's always articles about some dumb shit about Lake Norman that I don't care about. So I don't know. That's another thing, like you said, that's the media doing bullshit, nothing, instead of good stuff. But I just think senators and all them should have a more of an obligation to talk to the people. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think politicians are, I think politics is what's killing the nation as a whole. It's killing the unitedness of the United States, and it's all for votes. All for votes and money. Most money. It's a shame. Yeah. So let's sort of, I was kind of want to pivot to 
less what's our ideal and more what what can we plausibly do? What plausible changes that we can help make happen? We personally or ideally? Uh, like not yeah. ideally. What what as a country can we do in the real world that we live in? Like realistic. Like, like mandatory minimums. Yeah, I guess. Even yeah, no, that that I got that. I got that. I got that. The prison thing. The, the prison. I agree. Said. But uh, we're constantly having issues in terms of big tech and big pharma. Like if we if we just want to talk about corporations for a moment, it seems like now especially there are just companies doing crazy things out there. And I'm not going to say that that's not our American right to get big, to make all this money, to function this powerfully, but to really go out there and say that you can, you can set the cost on this, this pill or this life-saving medicine and put it to be whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Capitalism or, should not define the cost of insulin. Uh, and capitalism should not define the cost of your rights on the internet. I think that, um, especially recently with what we're all finding out about media and just how like should companies be advised or be able to control what is said on their platforms like Twitter, like Reddit, like all these things. Um, Yo, people, people ones the quick, quick plug in here. I know y'all see this. Y'all are smart. You see how many fucking people don't even know what freedom of speech means. The amount of idiots on the internet. What do you mean? Like, okay, Gina Carano. Did you see what happened with Gina Carano? Yeah, I saw what happened. Yeah, she got booted off the Mandalorian. A lot of people say this was wrong. This was un-American. She was terminated for practicing her free speech and should be protected. Those people don't even understand what freedom of speech means. Freedom of speech is freedom from consequences from the government for expressing words as long as it doesn't incite chaos, whatever, immediate that. From the government. The Constitution guarantees nothing from your place of employment. It is a private institution. That's a pretty American idea. And it's the same people who are super pro-America that are saying that. And it makes me scratch my head because how can you look at Disney and think that those people are, are bound by the Constitution? Disney proves every fucking day they don't care about the law, that they find ways to get ahead. Yes. So why on earth would a company not be able to terminate an employee for making a bad public name for them for the, the company? That's, 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 that's literally how our nation works. If you do a bad job, you get fired. She, she, her company, whether you agree with her words, she tweeted or not, her company, her employer felt that she was embarrassing them publicly. And as such, parted right ways with her, parted ways with her, had every right to do it, could have done it sooner, should have done it sooner in my opinion. But how are people getting mad? That is America 101. You are not protected from shit, except legally. Yeah, yeah. no one's going to put her in jail. That's all freedom of speech means. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You're going to go to jail. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You can say fuck the government and not go to jail. That's why it was written, not to protect you from saying like weird, bigoted shit on the internet, you know? So that, that's just what I mean about freedom of speech. Like people have to, we need a basic, we need a constitution class in middle school, like just to learn. I mean, everyone's supposed to take a government class. And You're supposed to take a civics class, yeah. Yeah, well, I went to South Lake Christian Academy and they taught me dick about anything <laughs> important. I started useful knowledge about my country in like ninth grade. That's when I started learning. So I'm working, I'm working for I mean, a yeah, that's a solid spot to start. Dude, I need, I, need yeah, I, I learned most of my stuff in government in 12th grade. So yeah, I went to the new, the newer school was definitely better for learning shit like that. But, but yeah, I, I just I feel agree with what you're saying. Private corporations certainly have the right to fire people for whatever reason they want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Barring I why I plugged that, like Daniel said something that made me think of that. Oh, so I hate I, to say, I forget where we were too. Uh, uh, we were talking about censorship, censorship and like Twitter yeah. and stuff. You yeah, were censorship should be allowed. So, yeah, because so that, does Twitter have the right to do that? Does Twitter have the right like, to take stuff down like that? Well, it's just weird because if there was a person on the street yelling the same things that they're yelling on Twitter, would they be taken down? Probably, right? I mean, I think that if you're going out in the middle of the street and you're yelling these things, you that would be disorder i mean you are causing disorder and that's what twitter is you are going on this you are going on this online forum you're saying whatever you want and people are reacting to it and you can say whatever you want twitter doesn't necessarily doesn't stop you from posting anything you can post whatever you want but yeah if 10 million people see that you posted something completely insane and it's having an effect and on whatever people, twitter goes on feedback too if 8 million people report your tweet for offensive content, like they're within their rights to, to think, say, hey, so, yes. we should remove this from our website because 8 million of our other users hated, hated this enough yeah. to try to get it removed. Like, yeah. can you, Spreading hate. Can that be used for spam? You know, can 12-year-olds hop on there and mass report anything they want, which they do all the time? Yeah. You know? You've seen that. We all see the power of the I mean, Obviously, it's not a perfect system i mean obviously we're not going to get to a perfect thing there are bad there are bad examples of them doing it there are good examples of them doing it it's hard to moderate and that's the big that's the issue that people have it's that twitter is deciding you know like it is completely in the hands of twitter what is on their forum uh and of course there's tons of people who'd rather it be everything because to take anything away from the average person is unfair they sh you should be allowed to say whatever you want the thing is you are allowed to say whatever you want but if Millions of people see what you're saying and are hurt by it or that it's, it's within, I think it is within these companies rights to take it down. Yeah. Cause they're only taking your voice down on their platform. Like that's why it's not. So does that make, does that make them a platform or does that make them a publication? If they can censor, if they can decide what stays up and what comes down, does that make them a publication? No, I hate people who say that. And I have a very strong argument for why they're not a publication because they're not motive driven. They're not. No, no, that is not true, Ben. That is true. You think the CEO of Twitter is like trying to use Twitter to make the world more liberal? Because there's yeah, a lot. No, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying the CEO, but I'm saying the algorithm. I'm saying it's almost entirely one-sided with censorship. I disagree. I don't know if that's I disagree true. a lot, man. I just, I actually don't know if that's true. A publication is something that publishes news of their own choosing and chooses what goes on there. Twitter can't decide what goes on there. Yeah, I there's tons of people arguing. We can all tweet. Okay, choosing, choosing what goes on there and choosing what comes Very down is the same thing. Exactly. Choosing what goes on there and choosing what comes down is the same you thing. You can't post an article on the New York Times right now. I can post something on Twitter right now. One's a publication, one's a platform. One is a controlled and moderated platform. I'm because not saying it's stuff a free that's getting platform. down. There's tons of stuff that stays It up. is a heavily netted platform, but it's not a publication. I, can't, I can post whatever I want as long as it's not I'm going to fucking kill you know, the, the president of the United States. That'll there's, be a lot, there's a lot of examples of conservatives putting out their opinions and it just gets taken down because millions of people with the opposite opinion disagree with it. But what type of opinions are you talking about? If I tweet... A lot of respectable, like, journalism on each side. But I can name some embarrassing liberals who deserve to have their content taken down. And I can name some very homophobic, you know, whatever, transphobic, racist people on each If I tweeted, there are only two genders... You would not take it down. You would not. I'm not saying that we'll get taken down. I'm not saying that we'll get taken down. I'm not saying that we'll get taken down. Not for It's not known. But if somebody famous or with a lot of followers, it's probably going to get taken down for hate speech. I don't know. If Snoop Dogg tweeted out, there's only two genders, that would be hilarious. 
I hope that does not get taken down. I like, don't think that it's as, as censored as you guys are making it out to be. I think you're taking these selective examples we've seen during the heat of election season and the heat of an actual national riot. And I think you're taking dangerous examples of people who definitely, I agree with getting their shit taken down. I think they're bad for our country. The people, uh, the Tommy Lawrence and all those people. Um, their takes were piss poor. Their takes incited violence. Their takes incited lack of faith in our literal democracy, in literally voting. They took faith away from voting and they are still attempting to do it. So I very much agree with having these people's public platform taken down. They're already in a position of power. They're already- the, the, the post that Tommy Loren posted, I, like, I, don't, I don't know it, but- she posted, posted the shit about like she was one of the ones who like kept retweeting Trump's things about like get ready, get strong. And she posted like, I'm pretty sure, sorry, the day of the riots at the Capitol, she posted today's the day we take back our nation or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that I how can you not look at that and see that that's I will say Tom Lorenz a, a little a little crazy for my uh, yeah, I just and I'm, I'm not yeah, I'm not even trying to use like certain employees of different places. I'm just yeah. trying to get the crazy people. Like, I'm Alex conservative. She's a, little, she's a little nuts. Alex Jones is another good example. Um, I mean, I can think of one. There was this vegan person who was super liberal. She got taken out because she was, like, telling people to eat this shit that was, like, legitimately unhealthy. So that's another example of stuff that is just – it's not political. It's dangerous. Because it's disinformation? Uh, this, I, I, I don't think it was too recent. Well, it just, was, just telling people to eat stuff that's going to make them sick yeah, is not yeah, – right. You it was have a, a right to ignore that, don't you? Like, uh, if, if I want to post, like, hey, guys, eat shit on Wednesdays. What's wrong with that? I okay. it, was, it, it was like followers. a trusted health yeah. account that was posted. Okay. Like all right. Like, all right. Yeah, that's problematic. Okay. He, the FDA had to issue like a do not do this. This is, this is like, that's what I mean. Right. I agree that there are times when it seems like one side is being suppressed. <laughs> I agree that one side was being suppressed recently. He's calling me. Um, I agree that the people who got their voices taken away on that platform should have had their voices taken away on that platform. They have other platforms to go to. They're still very powerful. You know, a lot of people acted like, you know, we don't have censorship in this country where places, you know, like um, China, of course, and like fucking North Korea, obviously. I don't think we'll ever reach those areas of censorship. I mean, that's dictatorship. And that's dictatorship levels. And we don't want to I wouldn't go so far as to say we'll never get there, but we're certainly not there. Yeah, I don't think we're anywhere remotely. No, I'd like to think I, we never get there. I, I would like to think so, but I would like to think so, but I don't think that I don't trust any sort of government once they start. Have you ever heard a government say, "All right, we've we've solved this problem. We're going to shut this section of the government down and repurpose the funds or lower your taxes or making itself smaller?" Yeah, no, governments don't do that. So once the government makes some sort of restriction, they're never going to, at least on some sort of censorship. I don't think they're ever going to. Because the people will never let them do that. I guess. Well, well, we are you're not that. considering what was involved. You're looking at this like it's a thing that's going to happen again. This should and probably won't ever happen again. I hope that we don't get enough national trust in as much of a of, of a, a joke of like a situation as that. Like what? Well, what uh, as what? Sorry. Just... I think there was censorship needed. The people tried to no, live in what, like, situ- in what situation? In, on the Capitol? Into a coup because a, a, a massive part of the Trump fan base was legitimately convinced that the election was rigged. There are still people that are. I, I think the people perpetrating that rumor deserved to have their voices taken away. Because and if anything like that you. ever happens again, they should again have their voices, whoever does it, taken away. If the Democrats say, when, if Joe Biden loses in four years, and the Democrats say this was a rigged election and start tweeting about 
go to your local state houses, make some ruckus. They should have their pages deleted. Like okay. I, it's not if, if they didn't directly call it a violence, if they said this is bullshit, the election was stolen, blah, blah, blah. I don't necessarily think that they should be taken away. Nobody, not, nobody yeah. got deleted for, nobody got censored for saying stuff like I thought, that. I'm sorry, I thought that's what you said, right? No. I'm saying, yes, the same people that got censored for in the recent times were only people inciting actual violence. Yeah, I have no problem with that. If you incite violence, yeah. yeah you have yeah, no that's something you're actually not allowed to, you're not allowed to incite violence, you're not allowed to yell fire in a crowd either. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think, I'm, I'm not, I have no fear at all, and maybe it was because I'm on the other side of it this time, but I don't think so. I like to think this isn't a situation that we will ever find ourselves in again, and if it happens, it's, it's scary because the exact same response should happen, if not worse. Like, anything that causes lack of faith and the only thing that keeps our country, like, running, I think that's worthy of, you know, I don't call that sense. I think a lot of the, especially like in this specific situation with the most recent election, I think a lot of the doubt in the security of the election is reasonable, uh, specifically because Brock's ballot just arrived uh, like last week. Um, and Brock's vote never got counted. He actually drove back home to vote in person and that vote never got counted either. Um, so if that happens once, it's going to happen in certainly thousands of other cases. And I don't know if PA, I want to PA specifically sucks. The of the election now. Yeah, I don't know. I have zero doubts. I don't care if Brock's vote didn't get counted. I'm sorry. I really think like... Well, then I, you don't care about the legitimacy of the, the, the legitimacy of the election. Dude. But how could... We've never had problems with our... Like, we, are, we have one of the most... It's one of the few things that we are a leader in the nation, like a leader in the world of. We've never had... Like, we've always we had stable election results. We are the best in the world at counting Yeah, but it's different times. We never had coronavirus before or mail-in voting before. Yeah, but all the mail-in voting, every single recount, if there was corruption, one of the 62 lawsuits that Trump launched would have got any leeway. None of them did. None like, of them they did. They tried to investigate every, he and launched, nothing And I'm happened. not pulling that number out of my ass. It was 62 lawsuits that he tried to get to those the are Supreme people Court. trying to make trump win would you like to can I tell you about the thing that happened in pa just yeah. i I've, I've literally as far as the election goes i've been paying attention to like the general stuff about the the obviously the 62 uh none of them really you're right none of them got any traction uh but specifically pa i've been paying attention to because that's my state um so in order for the election to be verified in pennsylvania it has to be signed off on by the congress of pennsylvania and by the governor the governor went ahead to the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania and said, I'm going to sign this without the Congress's approval. And the Congress said, wait, we want one more week to verify and make sure that all the votes were counted and there hasn't been any uh, fraudulent effects. And the governor said, no, I'm going to sign it and I'm going to send it in. Um, and then just did it. So that is a breach of Pennsylvania law. That was not addressed because the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania and the governor of Pennsylvania were on the same page with it. And the Congress of Pennsylvania was not. Now, that is a Pennsylvania problem. That is not a national problem. Um, so that is where a lot of my, and what happened on January 6th, um, Congress's job is simply to count the, the votes that are handed to them by the states. So Congress, people thinking that Congress could say, all right, we're not going to verify the results of the election that are signed off on by the governors that have been sent into us by the states. If you think that the Congress could do anything to stop that, you're, um, you're just constitutionally, you're wrong. But the the march in the capitol was simply symbolic right. um that being said on a state level and on a smaller level i think there was a lot of problems with the election but again that's something that needs to be handled stately and not nationally so i understand where people are coming from and i don't agree with, i don't agree with inciting violence in any way sorry dan i can't hear you what'd you say 
So I just want to sit back. The march on the Capitol was symbolic. The march on the Capitol was a symbol that pe- there are millions of people that agree that, that there was fraudulent uh, activity during the election. Attempted coup. What happened on the Capitol? Mother who were trying to kill senators. I I'm going to I'm going to stand by the fact that I'm going to condemn the people doing violence. The same thing I did during the the summer. Sorry when there are all the uh, Black Lives Matter marches and riots, I'm gonna condemn the people doing the violence and I'm gonna say that if you're standing there marching, you are within your constitutional right and have at it. Yeah. So of the people that charge the Capitol, I'm gonna say you are a scumbag. You should not be doing that. That dude with the Viking helmet is clearly an idiot. Although it's a really cool picture. Um, And to the two, one and a half, two, three million people that didn't storm the Capitol, you're within your rights to march, have at it. I agree with you, but here I just don't get why people think the election was was waxed. It, it, but Trump tweeted multiple times, "Don't vote by mail. Go to the polls." And then people were just stunned when four million, you know, electoral votes came in for or not electoral. When four million mail-in votes came for Biden and only like two hundred thousand came in for Trump, people were like, "What?" Maybe it's because Joe Biden told his supporters the exact opposite. Don't go to the polls. It's unsafe. Vote by mail. Trump said, don't trust the, uh, the mail-in voting. Go to the polls. So Trump, that's why Trump took an early lead. And so, then um, when the more mail-in votes are being counted, the mail-in votes that we knew ahead of time were going to be Biden, Biden, Evan, Biden, yeah. blue, blue, blue. We knew that. So why were people so concerned? They only started getting concerned. They weren't concerned when Trump was winning. Nobody was concerned when Trump was winning. 73 to fucking like 50. He had like a, a, a reasonable lead at that one point. But then when the mail-in votes started coming in, the predicted liberal mail-in votes, people for some reason just started panicking. My issue is that even if, let's say this is a rigged election, what happened at the Capitol should never happen. Like I I agree with that. And it's just odd because this whole presidency, this whole four years has been, especially the election year, has been filled with so much like anger on both sides, with so much people disagreeing and so much vitriol and just anger everywhere that this felt like a natural conclusion. Like it felt like people weren't the people on the Donald Trump side got so ingrained in their heads that he has to win that they couldn't, it wasn't that the election was rigged. It's that they couldn't accept that he lost. And so they had to do this whole shit. They had to come up with any possible excuse. They had to watch 50 lawsuits. They did everything possible to not accept that, like, dude, presidents, it's hard to win. Well, recently hasn't been hard, but like, I don't know. It's hard to win a presidency when it's been this controversial for four years. Like, and he still got really close. I don't know. I, I certainly understand what you're saying. And I actually agree with you. I think as far as public opinion goes, uh, Donald Trump's name, at least, generally didn't fly well in public. Period. Yeah, period. Um, now, that. if you ask people whether or not their lives were better in before COVID hit in 2020 than they were in, say, 2015, I think there would be yeah. at least 50% yeah. of the popu- population would say yes. But because I, I just wish someone deleted his Twitter. Like if someone just locked him out of his own Twitter, I think he would have won. Yeah, dude. You, you, there's just some of those tweets you just is are on on defense. I think yes. I you think just, you just see it and you're like, that's got to be. Fake. He said that. The one about the IQ with. Did you see you? You remember the hater no. IQ one? The what? Somebody uh, said. Let, let me look it up. IQ. Someone tweeted he had a low IQ and he was like, "My IQ is like one of the best." 
better than his, much better. Like I have one of the highest IQs. Like it was just like you, you see a shit and you're like, damn. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. You're president. Like you don't have quote, to. Wait, he he, found yeah, here I found it. Quote: Sorry, losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest, and you'll all know it. Please don't feel stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Okay. I love that shit. Dude. That's, that's so funny. funny, though. That's, that's so funny. That's, it's funny. funny. That is funny. That is funny. It's funny. You know? It's not a way. It's not a good way to win votes. That's the thing. There was no irony in there. You know that yeah. man was heated, heated typing in his phone. He saw whatever like even Colbert said or something. Like he saw this late on OC. He's like that fucking. Like, that's one of the things that attracts me to Trump though was that he was like so transparent and like a lot of politicians that they're they're kind of like fake. But I, do, I definitely do get where you're coming from. A lot of people feel that way about his Twitter. I think he said it exactly as how, how he believed it. Right. I definitely, he, he no did. one say that Trump isn't himself. Yeah, he yeah. is. But I did hate how he dumbed down extremely like complicated problems and tried to present like a very simple one-step solution. And a lot of his base was like, just took it at face value. Like that's why yeah. he had good, during the election, like the he wall. gained a lot of followers because Everybody else was dancing around the issues on their, especially on the Republican side. Well, no, the, the Democrats too. I didn't like Hillary. I didn't like any of them except Bernie. Um, but you saw Trump answering shit. You saw Trump giving answers, and people liked that. But the problem was half the issues Trump didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. So he did what you do in that situation. He gave a very short, concise, easy to comprehend answer. And if the average American can understand what he says in relation to a problem, I'm they're going to like that, guy, yeah. even if they don't, even if they don't agree, like. It's not that they agree with it. It's that he said something, and that made sense to me. And all these other assholes are just prattling and prattling and prattling. But Donald Trump had a bad habit of taking these issues that are just crazy, like complicated, and years and years of struggle. And he'll be like, "Oh, we got to do this." It's bang, bing, bang, boom. And like people were like, "Yeah, why aren't we doing that?" Anyone who doesn't do that, like, doesn't believe in America. My brother, who's one of the most liberal people I know, voted for Trump in 2016 because of that exact reason. Because. Everyone else, especially Hillary, especially all these other politicians are out here spinning webs and Trump tells you what you want to hear. Like he, you ask him a question, he's like, yeah, we're going to do it like this. He'll say it in his Trump way. And he'll be so and, confident. And, and he'll, he'll be, be so like, and people he'll make it seem like that. it'll be easy. Like yeah. this will be bing, bang, boom, we're done. But then the but issue that's is, not how yeah, you actually works. put him in the chair and you tell him to, okay, you said these things. Now do, do it. Now fucking do it. And then suddenly right. he starts. And, and the issue is that he never stopped tweeting you know he never stopped making promises making promises he was constantly be, like he was like he constantly backed himself into a corner through his whole presence. but the issue is he just kept doubling down like he kept being like no i'm still right like i'm this is still all going to happen meanwhile he's losing an election like i don't know his presidency is one for the history books and i'm sure that in 10 15 years we'll look back on it with a very different opinion than right now I think so too. It's, I think even in three years, post Biden, four years, post Biden's presidency, we'll already look back at Donald Trump's and be like, I don't, I don't know what I'll think. I have no idea. That's how it always is. You always look back like 20 years from now and have a different opinion of, of President like, Trump. Trump will have some doves. Trump will have some doves. Trump has done some good stuff. His handling of North Korea was his most noticeable dub to me. I think, And it was early too. I think we will see. Uh, there will be probably a piece of a history book in a couple, in like, you know, 10, 20 years, it'll say, President Trump, you know, was one of the first American presidents to firmly put his foot down in dealing with the North Korean dictator. And as such, like, the threat of danger from North Korea lessened. And it did. We don't yeah. talk about North Korea as much because Trump literally was like, laugh. Trump was like, ha, you, like, you guys, you? And then yeah. all it took. And then you just went in That's there. all it took. I would say the same about ISIS. I would say about, yeah, I would say the same. Most, most, okay, uh, but I don't know how to put this. 
we replaced our foreign fears with internal fears. That I was going to say, he, he, he was very good with dealing with foreign threats. Yeah, because honestly, no, I'm not worried about Iraq. I'm not worried about North Korea. I'm not worried about basically any country except America right yeah. now. Yeah. And that's something but, that I kind of can't forgive because he changed, like now all of our, Johnny, our greatest fears are our neighbors at this point, yeah. which is way worse <laughs> than the other thing. Not necessarily our neighbors, but maybe our neighbors in terms of states. Like... Or our neighbors in terms of, and this is the population of Texas right now is is more is closer to fighting a war against the American government than North Korea. The state of Texas right now is is you would ask half the population they're probably like I want to fuck the government up right now. Once they dig themselves out of the snow, they're gonna be like, <laughs> ah, nah, that ain't happening again. Texas I'm has been sold out of all ammunition for months. That's awesome. <laughs> Yo, dude, the entire the entire rest of the South would probably get wiped by Texas. The entire rest at least of the, the Midwest, like dude, the Texas, Texas grab the Midwest like bitch. If Texas is like, to win to fight, Texas might win. Dude. That's it. Texas itself, so is the home of like thirty five percent of the U.S. military. Right. It's, uh, like, yeah. it's a, absurd. There's a lot of military in Texas. Dude, I would be okay with Texas just being the new America. The United State of Texas. It just uh, consumes all 50 states. And that's it. We're just all Texas. I could be a Texan. I could get behind I can that. Be, we could all be cool Texans. Dude, we could ride horses. Oh, actually, wait. This is my ideal America. We get rid of Canada and Mexico, the United States of America, but there's 100 states. And it's Canada, oh, Mexico, yeah, we and talked about America. We did talk about this. I don't want, I don't want desert. We have desert. Dude, we have desert. There's nothing wrong with that. Why do we need Canada though? I like Canada. Yeah, bro. Skiing. Elk. Elk and skiing. Elk. Elk. All right, easy there, Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, all I eat is jalapenos and elk. My body is an oiled machine of caribou and elk. That's all you need. Dude, it does slap when he posts a picture of it. Like every time it looks so good. Every time Joe Rogan posts an elk roast, he's like, reverse sear this elk. I'm like, oh, oh, tell me more. Please. It's like pinkish purple. It's so beautiful. It looks so juicy, man. I'd love to eat some Joe Rogan elk. Yeah, dude. that would be incredible. All right, guys. I want to. Can we wrap up in like ten-ish minutes? Yeah, like yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. I got to store and buy some acai. But this is the last uh, uh topic I want to address for um before we go. So would you got like speaking socially in terms of government power? Would you, you two would consider yourself a libertarian, you think, or more conservative, conservative authoritarian? Like Socially, what? I would be a uh, conservative libertarian. Okay. What about yeah, you? I agree with that. Okay. So you guys both stress small government, right? Do you hold that in other areas um, of it? Like, I know you guys want less government involvement in business, and I know you guys want less government involvement in pretty much everything so do you guys continue that principle um when it comes to topics like you know lgbt freedom of religion freedom of education and things like that yeah as long as you're not infringing on someone else's rights or you're not yeah i don't care okay do what you want about you matt yeah i mean look government's necessary but uh like you said if it's not messing with our rights it's in its, you know, it's in proper place. Okay. That's very, yeah, that's I good. To, that's, that's good to hear. Yeah. So I know a lot of people who have weird overlaps with their belief where they want the government out of their business, but then as soon as they see something they don't like, they're like, Hey, go get in here. 
It's kind of like uh, the thing with gay marriage, right? Yeah. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Because for the longest time, gay people couldn't get married? Yeah. And then once gay people got married, it was weird. Like you saw, you saw a while that people wanted the government to stop it. It's like, hey, I thought you guys, if, if you're anti-government, anybody should be able to get married to you. Like anybody, because they're not stopping your marriage. You're married to your wife. You're happy with your wife. You're happy with your family. Yeah. Well, so if, I, you are, if you are small government oriented, then you, I feel like a, you got to be socially, socially liberal makes it sound, you know, probably unappealing to, to conservatives, but you have to be socially accepting and socially liberal to, I think, to, to, yeah. to really hold true to that small government mindset. Because a small government, a libertarian government would let whoever get married and they would let you practice whatever religion and they would, you know. Honestly, like, in my opinion, I feel like the, the government shouldn't even really be involved in marriage. Yeah. Although it should protect certain individuals so like, uh, you know, like a 30-year-old guy and a five-year-old girl couldn't get married. Oh, like, yeah. You know, extreme stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It should sure. like that. But if two guy, gay guys well, want to get married or whatever, let them. You know, the government shouldn't have any involvement in that, in my opinion. The yeah. issue with it not being a governmental thing is there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of government benefits from marriage. In fact, yeah. <clears throat> getting married is... Now, I mean, like, if you're not religious, getting married is just a government thing. You're getting married because your taxes are better, because you can combine bank accounts, because so many things. Yeah, yeah. and health you insurance. Can, you can adopt, yeah. only, you can adopt. basically only if you're married. So that's why, like, government has to be involved for those reasons. Yes, you're right. has to be involved. To be protect, I would say the government has to protect the infringement against it. The government yes. needs yes. to keep their mm. hands on all those social issues except. Honestly, my biggest issue of, is there are some people who don't see it as a government thing. I, I, I don't agree with not looking at it as a government thing at all. Because then it becomes just a religious thing. And I don't think that's right. Because while, while it is, and it has always been like, you know, tradition to go get married in a church or whatever. Marriage is, oh, marriage to me is two people getting together however that happens if you're not religious it shouldn't have to involve a church if you are religious it can but i'm saying the point of it is that you two are together right. the point of i it agree is with that bonded. yeah i agree with that if and that's so i would say i agree with just about everything you said um there's one little new i agree with pretty much everything you said um i don't think you should i don't think you can force religious institutions to perform uh ceremonies that go against their religion i don't think you can oh, force I, a, yeah you can't, you can't force a catholic church to perform yeah, a gay marriage. Yeah. marry a gay man yeah yeah but yeah but you also there you know there that cannot happen and also like previously I'm, I'm gonna i was in a methodist church and the reason i i like that church even when i was like even when i knew i wasn't super religious anymore like i still really like this church but then they made the decision um where even though like there was a vote and this is my view on it the vote wasn't even should our church allow gay marriage. The, the vote was should it be a church by church decision or should the Methodist church ban all gay marriage? And my fucking asshole church voted that we should ban all gay marriage. Like they didn't even have to vote for gay marriage. They could have just voted. I think that it should each be church, church by church. Gets to choose. If the and we voted against that. So I, I want nothing to do with that. Do you mean like church building, like church community by church community? Or do you mean church by like all of Methodist? So the, United, the, the Eastern, like the Eastern Methodist chapter, right? Okay. Of the East Coast Methodist church. It's a united thing. They told everyone, you need to ask your church. Your, you know, we, are da we were Davidson United Methodist Church. Yes. Ask yeah. them. Take a church-wide referendum. You have to do this. Find out if they want to decide it or if they want to join this part of the Methodist church in banning it. And I, my church, which I thought was very, very open-minded made that decision to just ban it. 
they didn't even want to have like the, 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 that stuff. So I agree. You can't make a private business fake. Like I almost, I kind of disagree with that, that person a while ago who a cake, who, um, who had to bake a cake for the person. Gay marriage. I kind of disagree with they, that. You, they should not have had to bake a cake with their money or the, you know, their store, their stuff for a cause they don't believe in. Now the marriage clerk, who the government employee? Who okay, the government employee. Yeah, it's different. Sign her thing. That's that is up. a crime because you yeah. are failing to fulfill your obligation. Because it doesn't matter what you think, they are legally married. Because you got to sign that. No, if you own a private business and someone comes, like literally all it's bars like said about everywhere Twitter. deserve this. If right, you don't want to serve that gay guy, I mean, it, you're you're a dick, but you should be able to be like, hey man, I can't make a cake for a gay couple. Hey, sorry man, you can't pay me money. And now that brings, that brings you can be sued for discrimination, but that's in the, that's a whole separate that is civil law that is different. But we should not the government. You should be able to sue someone for discrimination, but the government shouldn't be able to make you serve someone, right? And that, well, if you're suing for discrimination, can the, is that the government making you, you serve can, yeah. someone? No, no, because you can make it a you can make it a case that I was refused service simply because. Of like this okay, part. then there's the argument. Is no, that's they it. Were refused no, service you, you didn't let me finish. You didn't oh. let me finish. So these people, you can say like, he had, um, he didn't want to bake a cake for me because the government, um, you know, or his sorry, his religion says he cannot bake a cake. Like he doesn't support this. He didn't want to bake the cake for me. But say this, you go in and this guy doesn't, you know, knows you're gay, is fine with you does all this. And then at the end of your meal, for another reason, he gets mad at you. And it's just like, fag, get out of my store, whatever, whatnot. That can be, that is on the border of, and this would be very case by case. Like it's hard to think of an example right off the top of my head. I feel like if we didn't have the opportunity to sue for discrimination, it would get very dangerous and muddy and you would have. Well, no, yeah. I I certainly understand that. You have to have, I can't think of it on the spot, but you have to have that, that part, right? You have to have a little bit of protection, but nobody ever be forced to make something, you know, they don't believe if it. someone's like, Hey yeah. bro, I'm a huge, like fan of Lucifer, you know, like Satan, you make a painting of Lucifer, Satan. And if you're a Christian painter and you're like, Hey man, I just finished Michelangelo. Like I'm not going to do that. You should be able to re- refuse that guy's service and he can't sue you because he didn't do anything wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If there's a way if you kick out eight but gay they, people they, from your yeah. restaurant and say, I'm These gay guys, like every, like they can't eat here if they're not causing a disturbance, like, and it's just out of the blue. I feel like that's a little different. Right, because I don't think you should be able to refuse service for someone just being gay because your religion doesn't say that you can't give a gay guy a burger, right? That's, like you're not really protected by your own religion. Even I know oh, Christianity. No, I, think, I, think I know so, yeah. this was gay the guy argument was. I think it's because it was a wedding cake. It was because it was for the ceremony itself. Yeah, yeah Dan, you're right. It's because yeah, that his religion would have literally been violated. Yes, like he yes. was doing yeah. something. But if you are a burger owner. A burger restaurant owner. You shouldn't be able. You to, shouldn't be able to kick gay people out just for being gay because you are not violating anything, and our country has freedom of religion, right? And if you're going to get a burger, I don't think the first thing you're going to say is, "Hi, I'm gay. I would like a, yeah. uh, yeah. a double cheeseburger." Like these things should never come up in in in, in conversation it, anyway. It had, and that's why it would have to be discrimination, wedding. probably, because yes. they see these guys and be like, "Those guys look like bags," you know. Like that's where I think it could be. That's muddy. where it gets muddy, and that's where you shouldn't just yeah. just be a good human, dude. I fully agree with yeah. the government saying that if your religion is under threat, if your freedom to choose is under threat, you should be able to deny someone service as long as you own something, you know. Yeah. You admit, now, if you're the McDonald's cashier and you don't want to serve somebody, you can't make that decision, right? Right. 
Also, my computer's on five percent, so it might cash out at any point. I just want you to know, I don't hang up on you. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah, well, I, I mean, we agreed on that. The government, the only reason government's involved with marriage is for tax purposes. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, but it's an important part of it. Like it that, is an important part of it. it certainly that is. A, that is why a lot of people get married. Like yeah. Not necessarily that, but that's it's a it's a, a fine it's a addition. Benefit. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A it's it's a nice it's a nice little plus. But so, I don't know. I'm I'm about ready to wrap it up. Matt, you got anything else for them? No, it was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah well, I really enjoyed it. It was a very nice conversation. You guys are very smart and very fun to talk with. I agree. I appreciate it. Sure. So hey, yeah, th- wait, thanks no, a lot, guys, wait. for coming on. Wow, you made it this far. That's incredible. Hey, if you enjoyed the video. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and stay tuned for more content. Thanks for watching.